Alicia High School with GPS International. My name is Ron Thames, T-H-A-M-E-S, President, CEO, and Force of One. Thank you very much for joining us here today. Hey, I just got back from Midland, Texas, where I was hearing about this product, Fire Bull, I believe is what it is. So I had to find out more about it. So what better way than to bring in the actual experts, the people involved with it in day-to-day. So how are the two of you doing? All right. Thank you very much. Alicia, would you like to start and introduce and go from there? Sure, sure. Um so thank, thanks for inviting us. We are, I can tell you, I am extremely excited about this product. Uh, when I first heard about it, I literally jumped out of my seat and said, absolutely, I want to be a part of this. Um, Fireball is a F3 fluorine-free foam. It is used, um, in my world, it would be used to fight hydrocarbon fires. Um, my company's in oil and gas. We've been in oil and gas uh company's been in business since 2002, and I've been running it since 2009, and I've owned it since 2017. So, um, Fireball is a a new product, and um, what makes me so excited about it is that it's fluorine-free, and fluorine has been directly linked to cancer and firefighters. Um, But there's there's a... much more dimension to Fireball than just being fluorine-free. Uh, it, the list goes on and on. You know, it's acid-free. You know, in oil and gas, we deal, it, we deal in metal. That's how we transport. That's how we drill. That's how we you know, do everything um, through metal. So when you're putting out a fire, you know, the last thing you want is that they, you've, got the, you've got the fire out, but now the, the foam that put it out is now going to eat it up so it's it's acid free and then you know it's biodegradable um it's just it goes on and on there's a vapor sealing product uh, um vapor sealing um proponent and and a rapid cooling property to it um it, and of course ron can can give you all the more technical stuff but that's what makes me so excited about fireball well, here's, here's where I come from. Of course, you know, I've got a news journalism background. So most of the stories that we do here at The Crude Life actually have some sort of news thread to it. And, you know, a lot of the companies that we talk about really have solutions to problems that are occurring out in industry. So it's kind of a win-win-win, really. But when I heard about what you guys have going on and this, this type of product, all I could think of is this is, this is another example of an eco-innovation, another innovation that is coming pretty much from the energy industry and with the environmental side of it. And then the cancer side, of course, I'm a cancer survivor, so anything that deals with trying to better society from the, from the elements that give us cancer, I'm all behind. But then there's the firefighter angle too. So I saw three different stories immediately when I heard about this. And the firefighter angle is this. 85% of the firefighters in the United States are volunteer. So when you think about it, where if the fluorine and some of these other things are causing cancers and firefighters and they're volunteers on top of it, that's just a whole other layer to the story. So it's, it, this is an incredible 
product. It's called Fire Bull, and I like to pause because I got confused. I initially said Fireball, and uh, that was not right. So uh, Fire Bull, like the animal. And uh, Ron, are you following me on the different threads of this story, how there's different, you know, from a journalist side, I see different angles galore. Absolutely. Absolutely, Jason. And uh, first of all, I want to tell you, thank you very much for this opportunity. And Alicia and I have formed a very strong alliance together, and she is um, she's our expert in the petroleum industry. She's been involved since 2000, and she's running her own operation now since 17. Very powerful lady and uh, extremely knowledgeable. And here's the thing. What I want to clear up is confusing uh, about the industry, Jason. We talk, I've been in business for 33 years, and I've developed a series of different products over the years. My signature product was FireAid, F-I-R-E-A-D-E. And when you go to our website, you will see we do business in 41 different countries. I was actually invited to go to Kuwait during the Kuwaiti oil fires, uh, Senator Sam Nunn at the time, and the Secretary of Defense, and my first series of products has incredible cooling characteristics. And what that means, you can have an oil well fire, a truck fire, a tanker fire, you can extinguish that fire, and then spray the side of the tank, and by making water 20 to 30 times wetter, and are effective, you have the reduction in surface tension, which the surface tension is molecules in the water. And that's where a lot of confusion comes in, Jason, because the molecular structure of water will sit on top of the surface and not penetrate down into the area where the heat is. And by my technology of reducing surface tension to a level that the penetration is off the chart, and it will penetrate that into the cavities of the metal and remove that pocket of moisture sitting there steaming and thereby eliminating the heat and rapid cooling. And that sample, the fire service today, if they have an automobile or truck fire on the side of the road, and by the time they respond, it's seven to eight minutes, and it's a fully involved car fire. The fire service will use a minimum of 800 to 1,000 gallons of water to extinguish that fire. No cooling characteristics will happen. By adding fireball to their water at a small percentage, they will use less than 100 gallons of water with complete extinguishment, zero reignition. Now, how did I do this? <laughs> Jason, that's a good question because I'm not a chemist, and I barely got out of high school. I started in my garage with an idea, and over the years, has I have perfected this product and different technologies by trial and error. And yes, I have spoken to many chemists and top petroleum industries, but now I've taught myself to the point where. I can pretty well keep up with the chemist conversation in this industry. And uh, each and every component of our product and fireball, some of the 
constituents in Fireball actually goes into ladies' cosmetics. They're surfactants. And that is within itself a tremendous advantage. Now, I want to talk about one subject that was interesting, Alicia pointed to, and so did you. The cancer-causing elements in firefighting foam. There's a whole lot of confusion in this area. The problem is called PFAS. And I have to be extremely careful not to mention any company names of prior history. But this started back in the 60s, 1966 to be exact. There was firefighting phones manufactured by big companies that loaded their product with tremendous amount of PFAS, which was PFOS and PFOA. Now, those, I can get you the exact names of that as we talk, but it contaminated military bases around the world, and there's where the big, big issue is, because this PFAS that was in that product, yes, is cancer-causing elements involved. Now, the other ingredient in PFAS is called PFOA. Now, today, there are no, no, known cases of any cancer elements from PFOA. However, the bioaccumulation in the soil today, this PFOS will not self-degrade. So thereby it stays in the soil and penetrates to the navigable waterway system, contaminating our drinking water. It's in plastic, it's in plastic straws, it's in hamburger wrappings, and that's why you're seeing a lot of changes in plastics and all these areas because PFAS is in those particular components. Now, we have taken our product with third-party certification laboratories. One of the largest one environmental studies is in Canada. And we took our existing product, FireAid, down to 20 parts per trillion, per trillion, with no detectable limits of PFOA. Zero PFOS. I have never had PFOS in any of the chemistry that I use. Now, as Alicia pointed out, Fireball, and I know you're probably saying, where, Ron, where'd you come up with these names, for God's sake? That's a good question, because I'm a Taurus, and the, and the bull, and my birthday, I'm a, you know, I just go in and push the trees down while everybody else drives the trucks through. That's what I do. That's the way I run my companies and always had that determination and drive. And Fireball is doing just that. It's opening a lot of doors for us. And it is PFOS, PFOA, all of those constituents free because it contains zero fluorinated surfactants. But Alicia was 100% correct. The theory of coming out with a brand new technology in Fireball is off of the chart today. And you're seeing all the large manufacturers of firefighting phones go to fluorine free. And Jason, our industry is turning toward that at such a rapid pace. We had no choice but to go that direction. We've been working on Fireball for five years years, five years, because all of the certifications 
are based upon fluorinated surfactants. The military test, the UL test, everything is based upon that because of one element. It's called burn back. In other words, you extinguish a fire and you cannot control it and it comes back. Well, that's burn back. And fluorinated surfactants were excellent in doing that. And that's why they came into play in the late 70s and 80s when the United States Navy developed what we call the fluorinated surfactant products today. And then 3M got the contract for the government to manufacture it. No one was concerned. No one was watching. No one was paying attention of exactly the constituents and the components in those products. And today, the surface is rising, and everyone's saying, oh, my God, there's some problems here. And they're 100% correct. Alicia could not have been more direct and right on target when she said, Fireball is going to open a new technology, a new wave, and a new wave in security, a new wave in confidence, and being able to extinguish all types of fires from Class A to Class B. And Class A fires is natural materials, cotton, paper, etc. And all your flammable liquids, that consists of diesel fuel, gasoline, jet fuel, aviation fuel, all of these type areas come under the hydrocarbon area. Now, Jason, I've thrown a lot at you in a very... Uh, I talk a lot with Gus about 60 miles an hour, and so... That's all right. You apologize. You know, you're a Taurus. I get it. I'm a Libra. So, I mean, I take, you know, a topic and I bat it back and forth until it's water vapor. So, I mean, you go full steam ahead and I'm sitting back trying to figure out if we go left or right and you just go. So, I get it. I get it. Uh, I, I did want to ask you about the third party verification because I think that is something that needs to be pointed out for this reason. When you're talking about chemicals and you're talking about marketing slogans and you're talking about science and this and that, the oil and gas industry did see some snake oil salesmen come in probably about five, six years ago with claims that, you know, we can, we, we, we can make oil disappear just by looking at it, you know, that type oh, of thing. Yeah. Um, talk to me about the importance behind the third party verification because not everybody does that anymore. People don't seem to, I don't know if the buyers aren't interested in that or if there is a, if there's a cost uh, d differential by, you know, trying to go with the cheaper product up front. I don't even know what you guys charge, but if it's third party verified, I imagine there's, you know, there's, there's some quality assurance involved here. So it's not picked up at the dollar store is what I'm getting at. Um, talk to me a little bit about that third party ver verification and how that maybe made you adjust your business model, if, if you wouldn't mind. Jason, I, I tell you, you probably could not have asked a more important question to understand is third-party certification and verification. But I want to go back just a, just a small amount on the subject that you saw, said five, six years ago. These products came in and said, they, you know, you just put this on an oil spill and it eats the oil away and all this other kind of stuff. There could not be anything further from the truth as that particular industry of products that say, you, you just spray this on an oil spill and it disappears. 
The answer is yes, it disappears. But where does it go? It separates the oil or in the hydrocarbon molecular structure of the oil, puts it in a cocoon fashion and sinks. They're called sinking agents. And the EPA hates them. They're called emulsifiers. And when these sink, they go to the bottom and roll around like a little BB on the ocean floor. And what do they do? They resurface at some point in time to cause an oil problem. It's not going away. But these microbes, these companies say, oh, we put microbes in our product and it eats the oil. Uh, That's the biggest bunch of bull crap. There's nothing's going to eat a hydrocarbon oil to bring the platelet counts down to a safe level. No, sir. Now, the BP oil spill in the Gulf, they did use, as I said, emulsifiers, and I was shocked. Because the oil, they said, okay, we've cleaned it up in some areas. They put the net out in the, in the pig blankets to pull all the oil in. And then they came back with emulsifiers to put on top of it to finish getting the oil sheen off. Well, Jason, where did it go? It sinks to the bottom in an encapsulated form, and it's not gone. It's down there. And they would, people would be very upset at me for making that statement. But it's real. Dang it, Jason, it's the fact. And no one can prove that it's not. And that's where the irritation comes from. So that leads me to the third-party certification point that is extremely critical in what we do. Because as they talk about agents to eliminate oil spills and things, what we have done is taken it to the extreme level. And your point of cost, we have spent hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars in all these third-party certifications. And why did I do this? Because it gives the customer, it gives the customer a complete confidence that our product is third-party tested, third-party certified, meaning they're not taking our word. They don't take just something on our letterheads, I mean, we make statements within our company. No, sir. We take it to the environmental labs, let them run all of the tests, let them run the toxicology programs, let them run the fish kill, let them do every single thing that they possibly can do, give us the report, good or bad, we put it out. Good or bad. Now, what that's done is give the customer satisfaction that we not only have a product that works, but we have a third-party certification attached to it to give credibility. It's not just our word. It's the whole certification process, which is extremely, extremely important. Alicia, you're out there talking to people about this. Uh, Is the environmental concerns or the environmental advantage, is that being accepted out there is there still some growing pains and some learning curve involved with this because it's it's here to stay that the whether it's an image an optic thing or whether it's science the fact of the matter is that the environmental perception and innovations they're 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 here to stay in my opinion so i don't know if that's out in the marketplace or not but what what are you hearing out there it's it's uh unless you go ahead 
Okay, thanks. Um, some of the feedback I'm getting is, yeah, there's a learning curve. Um, the HSE, HSSE departments, they totally get it. Um, I think the legal departments are waking up in some of these major companies, um, especially in refineries and where, where these huge fires and tank fires would, would, uh, would take place. Um, but it's also the cancer aspect. I mean, you know, no, no corporation wants to put their employees or the, or the public, you know, just the world in, in harm's way and, and spewing, um, and exposing and then spewing this foam all over the place that has fluorine in it. That's exactly what you do. So they're starting to really wake up to the fact that there, there are alternatives out there. Um, and the, you know, the bonuses of fireball just keep coming. You may catch them with the fluorine free, but then you go back and you go, you know, it's also acid free and you know, it's also biodegradable. It's, it's got a vapor sealing property. So it's not going to fly all over the area. Like Mr. Bubbles, this foam is like shaving cream. It's not going to flop and it's going to, you know, keep those hazardous um, vapors contained. And then it's going to cool and cool that, that hot metal run in and re and repair it or stop the leak, you know, so that you can go in and, and, and work at it. Whereas, you know, waiting for it to cool off, which, you know, just releases chemicals, um, or, or releases the oil or the gas, whatever. Um, there's, there's other products that, that Ron has developed. That's just as amazing that I'm just as excited about. Um, but Fireball is, is one of our main pushes. Um, if you don't mind, Ron, I'd also like to talk about VaporAid. VaporAid in West Texas and, and in, in Louisiana and all the different areas, you know, drilling and they're fracking, uh, H2S is a serious problem. Uh, you know, I can tell you a whole family in West Texas here because of H2S. Uh, out on a location. So it's a very sad story, but this vapor aid will reduce the LELs, the H H2S level to zero permanently. Um, so it's, it's, they, this company has, I, I sound like a super nerd, the most exciting products I've run across. Well, <laughs> Thank you very much. And, uh, uh, Jason, and she, she may be a tad uh, biased here, but this woman knows what she's doing, and it's just a pleasure for me to be involved with her, with her history and so forth. But I want to go back to your question, Jason, and add some things uh, that she was talking about. The environment is what's driving this industry. I've been involved with the Foam Coalition there's a coalition of all firefighting foam manufacturers around the world that's part of this. I've been involved with it 20 years. And the foam coalition brings us up to date on what's going on with our industry. And you are exactly on target, Jason, because the states, individual states, 
is driving, as Alicia just said, fireball being fluorine free, is driving the industry in the market. There are states right now that you cannot sell a fluorinated surfactant firefighting foam. And there's legal ramifications and everything. There's guidelines. Here's the confusion, Jason. The people that's writing the guidelines are not sure where they're coming up with these numbers. As I said earlier, 20,000 parts, 20 parts per trillion is partly an estimate by NASA that can detect something like that. And that is equivalent to one drop in a swimming pool of 40,000 gallons of water. That's what that means. Now, that's, those are not my numbers. That's the numbers of chemists that have put together the guidelines that we're talking about. So the environment is 100% in force of one's direction, in force of one's concern. Ron Thames is concerned. Alicia's concerned. You're concerned because what's out there today, like asbestos, how did we know what that wonderful product when it was invented to create a fire barrier, everyone thought it was wonderful. Years down the road, now look what it is. It's a terrible name. It's, and, and we don't want our industry tainted because it says, oh, you're killing the environment. That's not true. What is true is what happened years ago that has spilled over into today's environment. And the environment is something that we have to protect. And as she stated, all of the constituents and components in Fireball is 100% biodegradable. The product is 100% municipal in water in all proportions. And our environment is going to be a safer place. But most importantly, Jason, these people on the front lines that fight fires, we have to give them something other than water to protect them to extinguish a car fire that a family's involved with. You have a family trapped in a vehicle, those guys have to have something to add to their water. It's going to knock that fire out quickly to get that family out of harm's way. Now, I'm using, a, I'm using a very strong point there, but I've been involved in this industry 30-something years. I have seen tragedy among the fire service. We have to be able to give these people on the front lines something that's going to work, something that's going to make their jobs safer, and most importantly, prevent the environmental from being destroyed because we gave them an estimate or a product. And that's what Fireball is about, and we're very excited about that. Mentioned a few things about essentially the industry image I think there's a little bit of a growing, growing uh, pain there. That's one of like you know back when people didn't think that you needed a website, you know, 15 years ago. And there's just certain movements that it just seems like it's here. And I spent an hour on the phone at the with, with, with a mayor of an oil and gas town today, and uh, he made a very interesting comment. He said, "He goes, Jason, we live in a day and age where everybody has a cell phone, and if you give them an inch." They're going to take a mile. They're going to take a mile because they can. And when I 
listen to what you guys have going on here with trying to really combat some of the, I don't know. I, when, when I look at the third party uh, verification as, as a gold standard and for so long people, and we used to joke about this last year that when it came to some studies, you could give them, you know, a third, fourth, fifth party study and they almost act like it's a turd sandwich. Like they, you know, like it's no big deal. And so talk to me about some of the growing pains because it's an interesting time because we, like the asbestos example was great. That's a great example because that really connects. That really connects. And really what we're talking about is how can we connect? Because when the internet came ushered in, that was difficult to connect with people. I mean, newspapers are going bankrupt after being a monopoly for 100 years. I mean, they didn't get it. So talk to me a little bit about the engagement and the connection aspect of what you guys are trying to accomplish. But I want to take off where she left off on the other products, but I want to address your point right there, which is absolutely spot on. Let me tell you why, when you spoke to an oil and gas man, where there's confusion. Let me explain that. It's just like introducing new technology to an old industry of people complacent. People are just steadfast and they hate changes. Well, changes is new technology. Everyone's scared of it. Everyone's afraid of it. Oh, my God, I've never seen this. I've never heard this. And now I have my firefighters out here fighting an oil well fire on something we know is going to work, we'll worry about the environment later. We have to contain the fire. And I hate to tell you this, there was a fire recently, last year in Texas, a big one. And that was the voice of some of the fire officials. We have to put this damn fire out. We'll worry about the cleanup later. They pull products that was in storage that was not supposed to be used on this big fire in Texas, the legal ramifications that's going on is off of the chart. But their main focus, let me knock this fire out. Let me get this fire out. Now, taking that to today's industry, the young firefighters that's coming up do not understand that. They're looking at new technology as something like a new addition to a computer. You just said it perfect. You take a guy that has a tenure in the fire service of 20 years, he knows what fire trucks he wants, he knows what hoses, what couplings, he's comfortable. You get him out of his comfort zone, he's lost confidence because it's an unknown. And this industry is going, and we're pioneering this thing. We have Fireball on the market right now. We have about three or four hundred fire departments that's using it and using it every day with tremendous success and pleasure. And the industry itself, especially the oil and gas, is very reluctant to change because why? They want the fire out. They don't care about anything following that. Now, I want to be careful how I said this. I'm not saying that all petroleum people care less about the environment. That's so far away from the truth, it's impossible. One of the large oil companies, and I'm being very careful not to mention their name, just stated, if you have a tank fire and you only have 
fluorinated surfactant-based foam, let the tanks burn. Yes, sir. That's a standard operating procedure. It's called SOP. And they have implemented that. I wish I could tell you the name, but I'm afraid for legal crap. I, I don't want to get caught in a mess. But I'll give you another example. This is a good one. Here, three or four months ago, there was a military cargo ship that sat in the bay in San Diego. That happened to be the largest carrying vehicle support ship in the whole entire military. They let that thing burn for days and days and days sitting in the harbor of San Diego. You know why? They would not let them put one ounce of fluorinated surfactant firefighting foams on that ship. Yes, sir. Burn for days. You can pull it up. You probably already know what I'm talking about. But the awareness of what we're doing in our technology drives a company to do third-party certifications because it's CYA in this industry. That third-party certification is independent. They're unbiased. You're either good or bad. It's all in print. But when you have someone that has the credibility, that's all they do is test, 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 and you have no choice when you submit your product you have to look at the results. That's why I have always, always gone after certifications, third party. So important, so important. Credibility is proof in what you're saying, and it's a confidence factor for the fire chief or whoever's in the oil industry or whatever industry in firefighting to know that that product's going to perform day in and day out. Wrapping up here, I'd like to give guests the final word, if you will, something that we either missed, something that we want to reiterate. If you got a good chili recipe, that's fine too. Either way, you know, that way the question is not framed by me, but rather by, by the guests of honor bringing us this information. So, uh, Alicia, why don't we start with you or Ron, either way, but uh, just kind of final thoughts, either something we forgot or something that you want to reiterate to just go ahead. The floor is yours. I do want to take off where she started with Vaporade. Vaporade is a product that we manufacture that I've had for years. And when they have a storage tank that has vapors, they have to clean the tank. Those H2S gas, hydrogen sulfide, Vaporade is the only product that will work on H2S gas. It will clean the tank, remove the LELs, which is lower explosive limits, all in the same application. We also manufacture the finest piece of delivery system, compressed air foam systems, in the industry today. And I do want to put a plug in for us. Um, this one's a little tough, but I'm going to just say it. I lost my son in 2004 to an accident. He was 29. Ronnie worked with me each and every day. And we started Ronnie's Foundation nine years ago. I'm a Shriner. And one of our supports, we have a burn room in a Shriner's Hospital in Cincinnati, Ohio, that a family, if their child is burned or need help, they can stay in this room one day or two years. Food, clothing, whatever they need is provided at no charge whatsoever. 
Ronnie's Foundation is supported by Fire Service Plus and others. We have blue chip companies, including Delta, Chick-fil-A, AT&T, and we give a large portion of the dollar away. But if you go on HSN, Home Shopping Network, and type in Fire Aid, you will see me on Home Shopping Network selling our home extinguisher. We'll be more than happy to send you some, too. And our home extinguisher has fireball in it. You use it around your home, cars, trucks, kitchen, whatever. And it's water-based, non-toxic, leaves no residue. And a portion of that sales goes to Ronnie's Foundation. Yes. Alicia, anything you want to add? Alicia? Did we lose her? Did we lose her? She's not there. I'm sorry. Uh, as you can see, there's so much to love about Ron and Fireball and his company and the passion that he has for what he does. And um, all I can say is, thank God we have Ron in the world because he's developed the, this new technology and it's, it's going to change how we fight fires um, and how we protect ourselves. Um, I think one other one other little bit uh, that was missed, and I and I want to point this out is that Fireball can also be used as a wedding agent to stop fires from advancing. Um, you know, Ron has a client up in Denver that bought the product to protect his home in Colorado from the Colorado forest fires. Uh, and if you, you know, what's great about this is you can cover your you blanket your house in this you don't want to foam it you want to use it as a wedding agent and it will protect your home from the fire it will not catch it will not catch on fire um so it, you know the applications can go on and on and um it, it's just it, it's an incredible product and i really thank you for letting us get the word out that, um that there are solutions out there and the solutions um, are proven, they're tested, they work. And um, so, so they can't feel like, oh, we're just going to have to let it burn. Um, you know, they can put it out with fire. You know, Jason, the only thing I want to say in closing, and speaking to you for one hour, I did not have one note, not one thing in front of me giving me direction. I spoke from the heart and I spoke from the facts that I know it. I cannot thank you enough for this opportunity. 